Hey, hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of the PlayStation Report. You are hearing the voice of Frank and finally joining us after a lot of technical frustration, delay, is Tyler. Tyler, got to do those updates, man. I do. The only problem is they just take fucking forever to do. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it just, the system uh, just gets slow and you got to restart it. And then, uh, then, you know, you're kind of forced to update. So mm-hmm. that sucks. But I've been holding off at least on some updates because uh ran into this at work, especially the most recent Windows update completely fucked printing. Mm. Um, so, like, at work, we updated my computer, and uh, every single time I went to print, even, like, even if I went to print to a, di- to a different uh, printer or just print a PDF, um, it didn't matter. didn't matter if it was in... Uh, Microsoft Word or the pro or the modeling software that we use all the time, my computer would just blue screen mm. like immediately. Wow, it, it, it was it, that okay. Oh, it was it was that bad, and that that's all in the recent Windows update. So I've been trying to hold off on home stuff um, on updating that, and so the IT guy ended up uh, taking a look at my computer and. He's like, okay, I just got to, like, uninstall, like, a piece of this update. It was, like, a security thing that was causing it. And he had to do it on everybody's computer, but go figure, he comes to mine, and mine will not uninstall. And so I I forget what he ended up doing. I think he ended up kind of going backwards, basically. Yeah, rolling it back. And, yeah, it was was a nightmare. So that's kind of why I haven't been updating some things. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, it's just a bug. Like, Microsoft's aware of that bug. I don't know how the fuck that got through their updates, but things happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things do happen. Uh, and things have been happening. I beat this week. I, I wasn't expecting it until next week. But I got my Xbox Series X uh, yesterday. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so I've got that hooked up. I've got some games. Get, I'll give you a crack at, uh, guess the first two video games that were downloaded to my Xbox Series X. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yep, mm-hmm. You got one of them. Okay, because cause you mentioned that, and... Mm. I'll give you a hint. The other one just recently had an anniversary. Just recently had an anniversary. Uh, it's gonna piss me off when you tell me. I'm trying to think. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Hmm. Is it like um Is it like a 360 game an Xbox One game? It's a 360 game. 360 game. Okay. Huh. Is it a Bethesda game? Yeah. Oblivion? Yeah, it <laughs> it just had a what was what is that? Fifteen year anniversary, March twentieth. Wow! Whew. Holy smokes! So yeah, I'm getting getting the latest tech onto my uh, <laughs> onto that hard drive. Oh, I also downloaded a few other things too, but um, but yeah, I got I got that thing up and running. 
Load times you, are good. <laughs> oh, dude, aren't they? It's it's amazing. I love it. Mm. Um, how how's like? Have you done quick resume or whatever it is? Yeah, I I for, kind of forgot that was a thing. Like I I was kind of bouncing around between games. Like I I downloaded the Yakuza games to the Xbox because I think that's gonna be where I play them because that's a that's a good couch game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I started Yakuza, and I remember I saved before I switched over to a different game. I I didn't close the game, so I, it, I guess it was still there. And then when I went back, I was like, all right, I'll pick up Yakuza again here. I've got a few minutes here. It just it was right where I left off, right outside the right outside the uh, telephone booth I saved at, and I'm like, oh, huh, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. There it goes. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Cool. That's been fun. Is is this set set up and everything good for yeah. for the Series X? Yeah, it was it was pretty quick. Uh, they asked like there were there was an option to do it through the phone app, and that's what I did. So I could just uh, hold a sandwich in one hand and my phone in the other, and set up my Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's a portion of the PS5 that you can do that that with, and uh, it kind of blew my mind. Even though I'm like, yeah, it even goes things like this happen all the time, but I don't know why. <laughs> it just blew my mind. Like it even yeah. goes as far as to uh, once you've done most of like the setup stuff, it asks you like, "Hey, uh, do you want to download some games?" And it shows you some games you can download based on like your library or if you're on Game Pass. It's like, uh-huh. oh yeah, I can just fucking oh here's New Vegas, so oh, here's Oblivion. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I also awesome, dude. I also re-downloaded Sea of Thieves. Ooh. Because it's been a long time, and I bet that game is a little bit better now. Yeah, I don't think I've played that game since that one, like, snowy day that we all played it. Uh-huh. Like, the day it came out. Yeah. And we played for, like, whatever, four or five hours. Um, I don't think I've played it since then. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure that's a totally different game. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, that's cool. that's pretty much what my we- I mean, I'm I'm still still on that that 12-hour grind. <laughs> this this upcoming week as well. Uh, I'm I'm working a lot, getting paid, uh but not having time to spend that money, but you know, maybe maybe I'll find that time. We got a we got a holiday coming up. I got a 3-day weekend coming up. Uh nice. So, yeah, I'll be able to really grind out some games then. Um but Tyler, yeah, we we we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about it. It is back, Formula yes. One. It oh, is, baby. This is this is now half video game podcast, half <laughs> of Formula One podcast. <laughs> yeah, just for everyone. Oh yes. out there listening. Yes. Um, yeah, what a what an opening race that was. That was really fun to watch. Yeah, and I think it is a very promising season. I really do think Red Bull are going to take it to Mercedes this year. Like, oh yeah, it's been coming. Like they they've just been just out of striking distance, but I think they're there now. Yeah, it, I mean, they were absolutely better than Mercedes today, and uh, just got bit by a number of things. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I you know I, I thought it was kind of a, a shame. Max didn't win that race, but I only say that because he 
he had the better car, but Red Bull to me, like, okay, the track limits thing, that's a total conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, when uh, it's like it's enforced, but it's not enforced, and it was weird. Now, I totally get that he did pass Hamilton off the track, which is not legal and all that stuff, but. I felt like watching that whole race, Red Bull completely fucking screwed themselves on strategy. Like, they kept Max out there in two stints and just, like, let Lewis, you know, run him down Mm. almost uh, on fresh tires. And then Max would come out six or seven seconds behind. Like, yeah, he tracked him down, but I'm like, why why do you guys keep doing this? I I don't don't understand their, their logic with that. And to me... That lost in the race more than anything. I, I just... Because they were clearly better than Hamilton. Like, to me, it just... I don't know. It's kind of like it doesn't matter when you pit, but why are you making this harder on yourself? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But... And, yeah. And uh, Sergio Perez had... Well, he had an awful start to his day where his car <laughs> just fucking shut off on the formation lap. But, like... Yeah. He really clawed his way back into the race. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it may it, like I, I totally agree with you. Like it's just exciting to think what can happen with the remaining of these races when you know uh, when Sergio doesn't have an issue or Red Bull doesn't screw themselves on a strategy. Like I think there's a there's a legitimate battle there for the for the championship this year. I think. Yeah, and not it's only exciting. that, I feel like the midfield pack is so tight. Like oh yeah. Anywhere from like Ferrari, McLaren, uh, AlphaTauri, even, and yep. like Al- they're called Alpine and Aston Martin now. Like they yeah. they all are like have some very similar performing cars, mm-hmm. and like there, there's a lot of exciting racing happening there. I think there was like mm-hmm. a sequence between Carlos Sainz, uh, Fernando Alonso, and Sebastian Vettel in there where mm-hmm. they were just passing each other <laughs> over the course yeah. of like three or four laps. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say too. That that was really exciting to watch. And yeah, it just seems like a lot of those teams are very close, and some of them are better. Like McLaren seems to be even better this year than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, you basically have Mercedes, Red Bull, maybe a little bit of a gap. Then you have all the teams you just mentioned. Then a little bit of a gap. Even Alfa Romeo seems to be better this year. Yeah, yeah. So then you have them, and then it's a massive gap to Williams, and then an even further gap <laughs> to Haas, who are a fucking joke. Uh, and it's unfortunate to say that, but man, one, they have two rookies driving, and two, and two they have a, a completely horrible, unstable car that just does not seem like it's going to work at all. And I, f- I feel bad for them. Uh, but I thought I only, Nikita I, Mazepin's spinning yes. was just so funny in the beginning. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Like, fuck that guy. And him spinning out, I mean, he spun out like six or seven times through testing and practice and qualifying yeah, he, and everything I mean, here. It's it's unbelievable. He totally fucked some people like in, in qualifying. Like, he, he jumped the line in qualifying and then spun out on the first turn. And yep. compromise the laps of both the people behind him. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I am. I am on team. I hope he doesn't even finish a lap this year. 
Yeah, uh, it's going to be a a huge struggle, I think, for for Haas this year. I mean, I Um, understand that car is very difficult to drive, but, like, the frequency at which, like, Mazepin was spinning out, like, in practice and in in qualifying, like, I don't understand how that guy has super license points. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's, it's... he, it's sad. At, at first glance, he does not seem like a Formula One driver. No. Um, Definitely not. No way. And it also makes you makes me kind of realize how pretty, probably like, they weren't amazing, but pretty decent Kevin Magnussen and Romain Grosjean were yeah. um, driving for Haas because they got, they got some decent performance out of that car. And, man, they're just so bad this year. I mean, they, they're even... Even when they're not spinning out, they are like three seconds off the pace of Mercedes and Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I William. Like, Holy shit! Hey, Williams is better than another team now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're climbing the ladder. Whether mm-hmm. whether it be Haas falling off the ladder, who knows? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, man. I think overall it was just a really exciting race, and I think it's a good season. I think I really hope we have a. Good championship battle, and then that midfield's just going to be really entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda also looked really good on his debut. Oh, yeah, definitely. That I mean, it was the first um, first session of qualifying, but when he came, when he came in second, yeah. I don't know if you were watching yeah, qualifying, uh-huh. I was like, holy shit, like, dude, this guy can drive, and then didn't really work out for him the rest of it, but I'm like, holy crap, dude. I mean, yeah, he had a this decent race, too. Yeah. Yeah, and Gasly qualified fifth. He had an unfortunate uh, start of the race, yeah. getting damage on his front wing. But yeah, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Tauri looks very good. Yeah, I just hope. Uh, I just hope Red Bull doesn't do the thing where they uh, put a very young driver in that second seat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I hope. I yeah. hope uh, Sergio Perez can just hold on to that seat, so uh, Red Bull doesn't mm-hmm. make the same damn mistakes again. Definitely, definitely. But I think. It would be great to either see Pierre or or even Yuka uh, Sonoda in there eventually. Yeah, like maybe a couple years down good. the line, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yuki Sonoda yeah, was definitely. born in two thousand. Tyler, I know. I know. When I saw he's twenty years old, I'm like, what? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> this is fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, no, he he's got a lot of talent. It's exciting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, very excited for the season. Now we have another break. <laughs> yeah, no, a three-week break. Fuck it. I mean, run the outer loop, man. Yeah, you're already In there. In the 24-race season. Yeah, that'd be uh, fun. But, yeah, three three weeks, and then Imola. I, I hope the calendar holds, yeah. too. Because there's some races that I'm like, are you, like, are you guys really running this? Like, uh, Baku and Monaco, Canada, Singapore... Uh, you know, more of the street circuits and everything. I'm like, are you guys really running those tracks? But they haven't said anything about it. It seems like they're on. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. Unfortunately, NASCAR got delayed till Monday. <laughs> little little yeah. bit rainy down in Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I watched I wanted, part of that. Good. Uh, I, I wanted to see how the, how they got on when they just throw fucking dirt on the track. I know on a on a like a I forget what surface it is, but yeah, it's, it's like concrete or yeah. something. Yeah, it's so like how's that going to work? 
seems weird. But then I think they were doing like qualifying or something yesterday with the trucks. And because it was like kind of damp and muddy, uh, literally some of the trucks in the back had their windshield completely caked with mud and they couldn't (laughs) see anything. So they had to like call the whole thing off. (laughs) I'm like, man, I I just feel like this might be a total disaster for NASCAR, but whatever. (laughs) It could be entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's worth a shot. Whatever. Got to give them credit for that, I guess. I mean, they're trying something new. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I'll i try to catch that tomorrow if I can. Or I'll, maybe I'll record that. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be at work when they run that race. Yeah, um, me too. Part of it, at least. Yeah. But video games is what this podcast is about, mostly. I, I guess, yeah, it should be. <laughs> um, so the playing of video games have you done it um yeah i've done some of it um i've continued along with um ratchet and clank up your arsenal mm-hmm. um which continues to be a a lot of fun so i'm a couple couple of planets into that game now getting a lot more um weapons and everything and yeah, the game's great. Doing a lot more of the quirk levels, uh, which are goofy. They're like side-scrolling levels. Um, yeah, I, I love that game, and a lot of a lot of those memories are flooding back to me with that one. It just plays so much better. You have more access to your arsenal. The systems are a lot better in it, and yeah, it's it's awesome. So I'm gonna continue playing that, um, and then. The other thing I've put some time into this week was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm in to Chapter 4 now. Um, so, yeah, I did the the whole thing <laughs> where you're, you know, kind of building yourself back up from the bottom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're homeless, basically, so going through a lot of that and trying to figure out a way to make money and then the whole uh was it bleach japan yep uh protest and uh some pretty interesting story stuff there that i'm enjoying i i um, i want to i want to so. point out something that i find just absolutely hilarious like the whole okay so the whole concept of this bleach japan thing is they want to eliminate these gray zones like sex mm-hmm. work and and gambling and all all kinds of and drugs and all that stuff yeah. But their Bleach Japan shortened to BJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't think of that, but that's pretty good. There's some stupid fucking shit in this game, dude. Yeah. Like uh the game starts to tell you how I guess you can have like additional conversations with party members. And it's the game, like, in the menu when that pops up to explain that to you. You know, you're reading, it's like, well, you can get more information, you know, grow a tighter bond with your party members. And they're like, but if you get into menus, uh, the conversation will stop because you're cutting them off. And that's very rude. Like, they literally say that. Like, that's rude to do. I'm like, (laughs) I just laughed at that shit. I'm like, this game, it knows what it is. And I think... That's part of what makes it really good. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm like, literally at the start of Chapter 4. Uh, I got um, 
so damn it, I'm I'm bad with character names right now. So I have the your your homeless friend that Namba? you end up Namba. Yeah, I have him, and then I have the uh, like investigator dude Adachi. Um, Adachi, yes, okay. yeah. So I I have a three person party now. Okay, cool. So looking forward to playing more of it. <laughs> One of my favorite things was when. Um, these like I think they're like part of a Chinese gang end up kind of coming over to where you know your homeless camp is and uh, Ichiban hides in a box mm-hmm. and and this Chinese guy's like giving Namba a really hard time and then this the 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 dude opens up this box and Ichiban literally flies out of the box headbutts this guy and then was like fuck you or something like that mm-hmm. I, I forget what he said i'm like yes <laughs> this is just fucking amazing in every way yeah um, that that was that was a really awesome moment yeah. so uh, my only criticism and i know i'm still very early with this game but i feel like i'm just playing a weirder much more adult version of pokemon that is just constantly holding your hand and I just want to, like, play more of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just constant, like, you know, they're they're still introducing me to a lot of things. And I, I totally, I get it. But I just feel like between some of that and some of these cutscenes, even though the story's good, characters are interesting, all that stuff, I just feel like there's some fat that could have been trimmed. And I just want to play the game. Because when the game lets you go and you're free to explore or you're... In an area where there's a lot of, you know, a lot of combat and battles and everything, I'm like, fuck yeah, like, this is awesome. So I really just cannot wait for the game to just open up, get more sub-stories and, and all that stuff. That's that's my only thing. So it's not like a knock against the game, because I know it'll probably get better. It's a long game. But, I, I mean, I seriously, I think I played two and a half, three hours maybe the other night, and maybe played for like an hour mm. or something. Like... <laughs> It was the cutscenes are so long in this game, um, but yeah, the other thing I got introduced to was the whole can collecting thing. Yes, um, <laughs> which is really stupid. So I did do a bunch of that just to kind of get some gear and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah, it's a cool game. Uh, yeah, looking forward to playing a lot more of it. Yeah, very cool game. I I I have a tip that I don't remember them ever telling you, but um. Whenever you see a taxi uh, on the side of the road, just go up and, like, interact with the taxi because you actually have to unlock the fast travel points. Um, oh. It, okay. It isn't like the other Yakuza games, which I know you haven't played, where, like, the taxis just exist there and you can just pay a taxi to go anywhere. You actually have to talk to or interact with where the taxis are to actually unlock that it, that. So gotcha. Yeah. It, okay. It took me well, a while let's... to to get that because I was like, I've been to a lot of these places. Where the fuck are the t- fast travel points? And yeah. yeah, it turns out you actually have to interact with them once before they unlock. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I have seen a couple taxis around, but I just haven't used them yet. But now I'll I'll start interacting with them. Yeah. So I think otherwise, I mean, I guess we could talk about divinity. A little bit. Yeah. Too. Yeah. We played a lot more Divinity last week. Uh, yeah, we went through a, a lot of a 
lot of cool battles and kind of uh, solved this murder. Yeah, we we know <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, we know some people who have 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 blood on their hands. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah. We're, we're we're getting close to uh, closing that mystery, and you know, uh, there are other things we need to do. <laughs> yeah, like we need to find out like who the fuck is trying to revive this Brachus Rex guy, who is a very bad dude. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And yeah, he he plays a lot more of a part in the second one, so I'm really curious where it goes mm-hmm. uh, in, in this first game, story wise, with him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's great. It was it was really cool to go through a lot of that stuff. Um, just a lot of really interesting uh, locations that we were in that I enjoyed a lot. But I also like how we were just like, "Fuck it, let's like." Because there was one one person that we really needed to investigate a lot more, uh-huh. and we were having trouble like finding her keys to get into her place. So we were just like, "Fuck this," and broke down her door. Um, to get into it, and yeah, well, just kind of went went through that way, which I love. How divinity just gives you that freedom. Yes, yeah. Uh, because yeah, I, 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 I was looking at a guide, and like, I tried to find where they said the key would be, uh, and couldn't find the key. So you know, no one was looking. <laughs> we could break yeah. down this door. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um. So yeah, we. I guess we have to go confront some people about this. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, still still a lot of that game to go. I we we are. I guess we are closing in on like the first act. I I would say of, yeah. of the game. Um, yeah. I think Steam says like for per, at least for me we're like seventeen hours into it. Mm. So. Okay. I have a I have a ways. To go, I imagine it's probably another 50, 60 hour game. Yeah, yeah, those are long games, but I enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, is that, that that's all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, yeah, I mean, yesterday we dug up a bush, <laughs> dug in up our front yard. Uh, oh, I yeah. have, I have a bush story. Uh, go for it. <laughs> I went to uh, I when I got to work uh, Friday. Um, apparently there was a bush burning outside of, or like on, on our, on my workplace's property. There was a bush on fire. I don't know how I, I, (laughs) someone said that, um, a smoker decided to just throw their cigarette button there that wasn't put out. Mm. Uh, yeah. Bush fire. Uh, but yeah, tell me about the bush you dug up. (laughs) Nice. Um, yeah, if you remember, like, in our front yard, like, right where our sidewalk is to go to our front door. It's been ten years since I've been to your house. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I know. But there's that giant fucking green bush that always, like, would grow too far into the fucking sidewalk. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, we dug that fucker up because just couldn't, couldn't stand it anymore. And we're gonna, we're gonna plant different things there but yeah i never really dug up a bush before mm-hmm. and i mean this one was a decent size so really had to kind of dig dig down in break all the roots find where they were going and part of them started to go underneath of our sidewalk mm. which is kind of a bitch um and 
that fucking thing's kind was kind of heavy. Like once we basically broke all the roots and was able to pull it out, I was like, holy shit! But that yeah, was fun. Yeah, good, good work. I guess I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to uh, doing yard work. Oh yeah, kind of. It kind of drives me crazy, but you know, gotta do, gotta do it. Oh man. Uh, well, I, we're not going to get into the news just yet, but I threw something in now that you mentioned law, yard work. Uh, I just wanted to throw. <laughs> th- I, this isn't even news we were really going to talk about, but uh, lawnmower simulator. <laughs> yeah, is a video game. Um, apparently, just coming to the Xbox consoles, but oh. <laughs> what an exclusive for Xbox. Tyler, you, you know. need to get an Xbox Series X to play Lawn Mowing Simulator. <laughs> I know. That that might be the game that, that forces me to get a Series X. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's a boating simulator. Because I'd like to try. Sure. I'd, I'd like to see how hard it actually is to get through that Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I mean, you've been you you've heard of what's been happening there. <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I've, I've heard some things. Yeah, <laughs> the boat <laughs> got stuck in a canal. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, aye, aye. A canal that facilitates 13 percent of the world's trade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think crazy shit i mean if there was a boating simulator I, I bet there would be a lot of people out well there already is there are a lot of people out there with ideas about how to move that boat <laughs> none yeah. none of these ideas would actually work but yeah. you know whenever there's a crisis we have all these uh, so-called experts wanting to come out yeah i just want to say that maybe uh maybe that boat was was too big for the canal in the first place <laughs> Could could be a possibility. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, video games. I hmm. I don't think I've played much else that's playable on PlayStation. I mean, I did mention Yakuza a little bit. I I kind of dabble in Final Fantasy fourteen every now and again. I'm I'm getting used to uh, the ways they've changed my main class, uh, the monk. Um. So so I'm getting. I'm getting in the groove with that, but um, I've actually played more of my Nintendo Switch this week than anything. Mm. Uh, I got in on that Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, yeah. Heard about that. Uh, you say Yakuza holds your hand a lot. Um, Monster Hunter Rise doesn't hold your hand hardly at all. Like, <laughs> There's like maybe a 20-minute maybe a tutorial kind of thing. But then you're just playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> you're just doing it after 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, it's great. I, I like it. Um, my cats don't like... Well, my one cat, Tina, who just generally doesn't like other cats except her brother because I guess uh, just growing up with him. But she really doesn't like other cats. So when I was creating my Palico, which is your cat companion, um, mm-hmm. I was testing out the different voices for your for your palico like it's just different like pitches and kinds of meows uh yeah my cat hated that <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah um well but yeah uh 
really enjoying like it. it. You get you get there's a pile of mutes, pile of mutts, you like to call them mutes. Uh, but you get to ride dogs, uh, which is great. Um, yeah, not very far in it, but I I do like the Monster Hunter. How is is this one like? I'm trying to think how to put it. Is this one more in the vein of the older Monster Hunters on like 3DS, or is this more similar to World? Uh, so in terms of like um, moment to moment action, it is more like the old games, but it does have some of uh, some of the things that World brought to the brought to the game the, the gotcha. series, such as like. Um, in the old games, like, there were interconnected zones, so you'd load in two zones of the map. Uh, it, that's gone like it was in, in Monster Hunter World. Like, it's just it's just the map, and you can explore throughout the map without any any loading once you're in in your mission. Mm. But it also has other, other things that, like, it, there are other new things that aren't in the old games that weren't in World. Um... Like, there, there's fast travel in this game. Like, you can fast travel back to your camp from anywhere, and it's it's easy. Uh, it's, yeah, there's there these fucking wire bugs. You can just, like, zip around and shit. It's, Ooh. yeah, I, I really like the mobility in this game a lot. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, it's a lot faster than, uh than the other Monster Hunter games as, as far as getting around. And, like, the combat is still the Monster Hunter combat. Pretty deliberate uh, animations. And, yeah, I, I I just like I like the loop of Monster Hunter killing monsters, getting the, getting the parts, monster parts, and making yourself, making your character dress up as the monsters that you're killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all pretty good. Uh, there's... Like I said, I, I haven't played a lot of this game. I heard there's there's some aspects. I heard there's a tower defense aspect of this game that isn't great. I I think I'm I'm actually coming up on the first one of those, so we'll see. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much video games for me. Uh, I I don't really have as much time as I'd like to, uh, but that's going to change. I have I have a long weekend coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's it. I guess we we have news. Um, the BAFTAs happened. Uh, admittedly, I don't really pay attention to uh, award shows very much. Uh, but uh, yeah, Hades coming out with a lot of awards at the BAFTAs. Uh, yes. How many awards did it win? Uh, it, hmm, okay, so it has won. Uh, Artistic achievement, best game, game design, narrative, and performer in supporting role. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it it cleaned up a lot of awards. Uh, Last of Us Two also won an award uh, for or two awards mm-hmm. for animation and performer for Laura Bailey's role as Abby. Can see, I can definitely see both of those. <laughs> Yeah, um, especially animations. I mean, they're, they're Naughty Dog's animations are just mm. crazy. Yeah. Uh, somehow, somehow, Animal Crossing: New Horizons won Best Multiplayer Game. Yeah, I don't that, get that at all. I don't get that at all either, man. I really don't. I mean, 
the best. Yeah, it just seems a little, a little broken. Some of the multiplayer. The best thing I can say about that is, it's not Fall Guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even like you know, I tried playing the multiplayer, um, like same screen stuff, and that was not very good at all. Like mm. it's very limiting in what you can do, and I thought it would there would be a lot more to it. Yeah. But so. Yeah, I don't understand Animal Crossing winning that at all. Yeah. I do, uh, I, I can totally see, so my uh, Miles Morales won music. The music in that game is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there was a lot of great contenders for music last year. Um, so I'm glad to see Miles Morales get some recognition here for, for music. Because they had some original stuff, but then even there's some licensed stuff that they used really well, so... Yeah, I think it's definitely deserving there. Mm. Yeah, uh, I just... I don't know how I feel about game award shows. Like, I, hmm. I, I I feel like I've changed my relationship with award shows where I'm like, oh, okay, uh, this show is giving recognition to these games, but I, I have my own opinions and, <laughs> like, this isn't going to change them. Um, and I mostly watch award shows for announcements, and uh, that that that's I I don't really care for award shows for who's winning. I care for like what's going to be announced there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean something like the Baftas and even the Dice Awards aren't really for announcements like mm-hmm. the Game Awards is. The Game Awards is honestly an anomaly when it comes to award shows because even something like you know the Oscars or the Grammys the Emmys they don't, they're not announcing stuff mm-hmm. there um, so yeah the BAFTAs and DICE Awards try to be more of the formal award shows like like the Grammys or Golden Globes or yeah. whatever um, I, I'm kind of in the middle with award shows like I just watch them or pay attention to them more out of sheer curiosity than I do like you know, I hope this wins, or uh, I can't believe that fucking won, or anything like that. Um, they're just more of kind of an entertainment thing than me. Because, I mean, it, it, all this stuff is super subjective, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, it kind of, it's what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, uh, want more, uh, more more award shows to uh, do the announcements things because I feel like we should have announcements throughout the year <laughs> rather than mm-hmm. like at two points in the year E three time and uh, December I feel like yeah I I don't know maybe maybe it's just not maybe it just doesn't work for a lot of a uh, lot of developers to spread it out like this um, mm-hmm. all right um, yeah also. When the fuck is Hades coming to some other platforms? Yeah. Yeah. You know, That's... this game's got so much recognition, and I just feel like it would do so well on PlayStation and Xbox that, you know, maybe maybe Nintendo locked that down for a year to have it exclusive on their system. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe someone's looking to buy Supergiant. Oh, man. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Ah. <sighs> You know, yeah. I just feel like they're a great independent studio. Yeah, they but, are. They are. Yeah, uh, 
they they could they could just certainly bring some value to whoever would buy them though. But yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we got a we got a lot of departures this year. I mean, this week, not this year. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> words are hard, um, and it's also hard to uh, hard to stay at GameStop. <laughs> um, Reggie Fizame. We remember joined GameStop's board of directors about a year ago, year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and he's got he's he's leaving already after a year on the board, <laughs> along with a lot of other people who are on the board. Um. GameStop had a weird year, didn't it? <laughs> it did, yeah, for sure. Like from just like trying to label itself an essential business you remember that at the start of the pandemic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like just and then the whole fucking stock thing happened like i do not blame reggie from step for stepping down from this because this seems like a nightmare job yeah it, it just seems i don't know gamestop's just kind of a sinking ship unfortunately um and yeah, I think I mean it's not like he was working at GameStop or anything like mm-hmm. that and had like such a direct impact on the direction they're heading or whatever they're doing. Um but still, you know, these companies are run by boards pretty much most of the time. He has influence and I think it's it's interesting that he's leaving. I think it's actually more interesting how many people are leaving the board all mm-hmm. at once. Like, I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> would really like to know a lot more, more about that. I'd like um, to know what I should do with my GameStop stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. Like, are they? Saying like, "Yeah, this is a sinking ship. Fuck this. We're out." Um, and and how does that affect GameStop in terms of stocks and investments you know, and all that stuff? Not that I really give a fuck, honestly. But um, there are there there are a lot of people employed by GameStop, and you know, I think it it is a key place for video games to be sold. So. Losing that, you know, I think there there is some value to GameStop for sure. But, you know, we've seen, uh, especially over the past year, how, you know, everybody's kind of going digital. Yep. You know, and it's it's just kind of an, an inevitable thing. Like, GameStop totally has to, to change their business. And we've seen them try a lot of different stuff. Doesn't seem like it's... That's successful. Um, they still lost a lot of money. I think I read that they lost like $215 million over the past year, um, which is less than the year before, but they also closed a lot of stores mm-hmm. uh, over the past year, which kind of offset some of that. So, you know, it's not like GameStop's out of it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. Uh,. Man, I just, if GameStop goes under, what else does it take with it? Because where else are you going to buy your Funkos? (laughs) 
I mean, I'm okay if if the Funkos are gone, but you know, walk into FYE. I don't know oh, if you've been okay. into any FYE recently. I haven't. One, like, one at the mall. I mean, I haven't been in there in probably over a year at this point, but when I was there last, dude, they had almost an entire fucking wall dedicated to Funko Pops. It was gross. Mm. Like, the Funko Pops section was probably almost as big as the music section. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, holy wow. shit. Oh, how things have changed. Ah, uh, we used to get good, like, good models or statues to to put on our desk. Now we just have these square-looking pieces of shit with dead-looking eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all look the same, except for, like, what fucking shirt they're wearing. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. More departures. Um, Darby McDevitt. Uh, lead writer, uh, narrative director, is leaving Ubisoft. Uh, he he worked on Valhalla, and Black Flag, and Revelations. But yeah, this Assassin's Creed is losing a writer. Um, what do you think of the story of Valhalla? Because <laughs> um, I heard Val- it, it, it gets very weird. Yeah, it does get weird. Um... It it goes places for sure. Um, I think the game was just stretched way too thin for that story to be consistently interesting. Because by the end of it, um, there were things both in like the the modern day component and in the more I guess historical story, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that were really fascinating at the end of it so it kind of came together but i think along the way it was it could it should have been more exciting some of the smaller more contained stories in each region were really interesting some of them kind of ran together to me um so i'd say the story of valhalla is just it's pretty good but it's it's also inconsistent throughout the game um, and it does does do some weird weird ass stuff, um, especially with the whole. There's like a n- more Norse mythology portion of it with Asgard and all this stuff, which I'm like, oh god, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that that part I was like, I don't know about that. That that portion didn't do, didn't do too much for me. So, um, yeah, it, it does some some things. Now I see, you know, he's worked on Black Flag and Revelations. Those two have way more fascinating stories to me, um, especially Revelations. I mean, kind of the only point to play Assassin's Creed Revelations is for the story, mm. um, but that story was was excellent to me. Um, so yeah, I think he's done some some good stuff. So you know, I, it'll be there's so many people that work on Assassin's Creed and so many writers on it that you know. I'm curious if if this will have any sort of impact at all, but you know they they just do so many games that you know uh, there's just a lot of different teams on these games, so I'm not sure how big of an impact him leaving might be. But curious to see what he might do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah, it's it seems like a weird time, like weird time to uh, to leave your job. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. All right. Uh, last uh, departure. We'll talk about uh, this week, unless I, I miss something here. Uh, I mean, kind of see this coming. Anthem 2.0 not happening. Uh, and the, the game director of Anthem, Jonathan Warner, is is leaving. Leaving Bioware, um, and yeah, it's uh, I, I'm not sure if it's a surprise. Like after no. the after like, if you aren't going to do the anthem, like and like you already have someone else, I I assume they have someone else working on Dragon Age, already, mm -hmm. um, like. What are you gonna do? Sit around and wait for like them to uh, let you do a Mass Effect? <laughs> like, I I have a feeling it's yeah it's, it's got to be a decision like he has to make to be like hey, I I actually want to want to go do something. <laughs> um, if if we aren't gonna do this anthem thing, I need to be working on something. So yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely. It's another another big loss for Bioware. Someone that's been there for a while. Yeah. Ten years now. You know, Bioware's changed a lot over the past ten years. Um, so, you know, it's not like... Um, not like, say, the, the older teams that started early Mass Effect or anything like that. But, um, you know, he's been there for a while. Another... another casualty of anthem yeah anthem just <laughs> like for real yeah anthem just has really hurt this studio and we've seen a lot of talent leave um it's not just anthem um like like mike dara left he was he runs dragon age but it was probably more of the direction dragon age was being forced in mm -hmm. that might have made him leave um so yeah another another casualty of anthem do you think I don't know. Do you think having Anthem on on someone's resume is a is a bad thing? Hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you I'd just like, leave that out. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not saying someone wouldn't get fired just because they worked on Anthem, but you know, it, it was kind of a trash fire a little bit. Yeah, it's certainly not something you you tout as something you like you're proud of. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, For I had sure. I had a shit few years working on this game that didn't turn out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I, at least with that report that came out, you know, a month ago or whatever, um, around when they killed Anthem 2.0, that Bioware shifting more towards better, more back to single player. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think they probably learned a lot of lessons with Anthem. Unfortunately, had to learn the the hard way. So, hope that kind of works for him in the end. I guess on Dragon Age. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. We got we got some other uh, other news for for games coming out later this year. Some of them are coming out later than we thought they were. Uh, Back for Blood being that game. Uh, it was. It's been delayed. Um, there's still going to be a beta for Back for Blood this summer, but uh, the release of this this Left for Dead uh, spiritual successor is going to be October 12th, 
I, you know what? Back for Blood is probably an October game. Let's, let's be honest. Get around that Halloween time. Shoot some zombies. I'm 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 on yeah. board. Yeah, seems like a good time for it. And I, th- you know, I think putting out a um, a beta this summer would be is going to be a, a good thing for that team in the end. And I think doing it in the summer than having a game come out in October, you know, that's a lot of a lot of time there. That seems more like a I mean, even beta at that point seems a little late, but it seems more like a beta rather than just a fucking demo mm-hmm. that we see a lot of times of, like, this game's out in two weeks, but here, play it. It's our beta, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, this would at least give them a lot of time and see uh, see what worked, what didn't. But I'm a little, I'm just a little bummed out about this because I am just really looking forward to this game, and I thought them sharing uh, the previous release date of like june 22nd or whatever when they announced at the game awards i'm like okay they seem pretty confident if they have like a real date already but tyler you, you, know. you can't believe anyone these days like especially yeah, no. like especially in, in, like with the situation as it is uh you shouldn't believe a release date until the week of <laughs> no i know yeah in in yeah, literally the week of because um, and I think the prime example of that is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven that went gold and then got delayed. Yes. So you know it's yeah until it's like the week of yeah you can't be totally confident but yeah I just yeah look forward to this game though I will play that open beta for sure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I might play the new Call of Duty coming out this year. Um, if it fits on my hard drive, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. Call of it fits on my hard drive. I'll play it. Call of Duty is uh, going back to World War II, and I heard it's it's running on that Modern Warfare engine. Um, but yeah, they're returning to World War II. I mean, when was when was Call of Duty World War II? Twenty seventeen, I want to say. Oh, man, I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up. Yep, you're right, 2017, so... Yeah, four years, and we're doing another World War II Call of Duty. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm reading this article here from Game Informer. Um, They say, it's also going around that the setting could be an alternate history take on World War II where the war never ended. Oh, great. That's... Yeah, okay. Hmm. All right. At least they they're going with that that alternate history and not the alternate history where you're the Nazis and you're winning. Because that would have been a fucking take. <laughs> uh Yeah, I don't know. Like what what are they, what are they doing to World War 2? Is this is this a fictional World War 2? <laughs> like are are they going to go really off the beaten path? Like what what are they doing here? Yeah, it's weird. It, overall, <laughs> I mean, I could be down for it, but but it is interesting going back to World War Two because what more is there to do? Yeah, what yeah, don't we and, know about World War Two? Mm-hmm, right. And when they went back to World War Two, it was 
sort of exciting because it's it was a really long time uh-huh. uh before we got that game you know when the previous world war ii call of duty was um so it was like it felt it's weird to say but it felt almost like fresh because um, it's been so long and not having like a world war ii game on modern hardware and everything was kind of interesting to me but yeah Doing another one, though, is really fascinating. Then also, Sledgehammer is supposedly the developer of this game. Um, Sledgehammer made Call of Duty World War II, so here they are <laughs> oh, making another uh-huh. one. But then Sledgehammer was supposed to be making last year's game yeah. with Raven, and then they obviously got booted off, and it became a Treyarch game. So, not really sure what the fuck's going on over there. With, with some of these studios, it seems like, yeah, Treyarch and Infinity Ward are the only ones that really kind of had it down right now, and Treyarch had to come in and save Black Ops Cold War, and I also, um, this article brings up a really fascinating point, uh, World War II with Warzone is something kind of interesting to think about, because, you know, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like the transition of Modern Warfare to Black Ops Cold War kind of fits a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more modern stuff. Things can transition better, but then going to World War Two, I don't know, kind of interesting to see how they'll deal with that. Yeah, Since they're trying to keep Warzone like the central place for Call of Duty. In yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I I have a, I have a I have a theory for why World War II. Uh they don't want to be political and it's generally agreed upon that hey, uh the Nazis were the bad guys, so we can just do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Um I might check this out if it's not 300 gigabytes. Um so Wow, we'll you're see. really you're really um <laughs> It's it's World War Two terabytes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, that's a bad joke. Um, <laughs> but I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, we have DLC coming out for the Hitman Three. Uh, I know you still need to finish it. There's a series of DLC actually coming out uh, based on the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, the first of which is Greed, uh, which is coming out this week, March 30th. Uh, yeah, it's it's strange. I wonder what this is going to be. <laughs> like, what is what it's going to play like? Um, what the mission actually is. Because uh, it doesn't look like a normal Hitman mission. Um, you can buy... It, this uh you can buy the whole series of these DLC for $30 or individually for $5 each um but yeah they're doing DLC for Hitman 3 <laughs> yeah this seems really fucking strange yeah i i i don't know what's happening here yeah and maybe that's for I, the I, best I, maybe maybe i should just go in not knowing what to expect mhm i want to read this sentence here from this Fanbyte article that we were looking at. Releasing on March 30th, Greed puts 47 in an, an entirely golden suit while his handler, Diana Burnwood, puts on her best demonic voice to egg the chameleonic 
assassin into collecting gold coins that she says belongs to him. What? <laughs> oh no, this is a reversal on the mechanic where you toss coins to distract people. Uh, You're getting played. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> uh, yeah, this seems, seems kind of weird, but I mean, cool that they're doing DLC. You know, they kind of said that they kind of weren't, but mm-hmm. it seems like it's some decent DLC if they're charging $30 for it. So, And I think, too, I was reading somewhere else that uh, the maps are going to kind of be reused, I guess, but they changed some things with this, so mm-hmm. it's not like we're getting like totally brand new maps with it, but still, goofy stuff, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, let's... All right, uh, Tyler, I don't know what I want to talk about next here, but you returned this week with yet again not video games, but video games turning into other things. Tyler, why is Ghost of Tsushima becoming a movie? I don't really know, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima becoming a movie with John Wick director Chad Stelhensky, uh, basically in charge of the project. <laughs> Working along producers Alex Young and Jason Spitz of 8711 Entertainment. Um, Peter Kang of Sucker Punch will oversee the project uh, and will serve as, a, as an executive producer. But yeah, Ghost of Tsushima becoming a movie, not even overall. Now, there's a couple things here. One, the John Wick director, I think, is an interesting pick. I think he could really nail action. But, you know, he was doing more of a... I'm trying to think how to put it. More of just an American action movie. And uh, so I'm really hope that he can mm-hmm. translate that good action into something that has way more of the Japanese feel to it that Ghost of Tsushima has. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of weird, like a white dude directing something like this. But also, it's just weird sucker. You know, Ghost of Tsushima was developed by. An American developer, not a Japanese developer, but I don't know. It's a whole weird situation. You know, yeah, there's also I, a weird situation with the story that Ghost of Tsushima tells about. Like, it's a very, um, at least from people in, in the circles I talk to, a very uh, nationalistic view of Japan. Like about like it's uh, like look at all these savage outsiders coming to Japan. Like it's it, it it definitely plays on a lot of that like a lot of uh, a lot of the frankly racist things that that uh, are a little bit too prevalent in Japanese culture, especially like just just the racism between the Japanese and like the mainland Asian peoples. Like it's it it really plays on those uh, those tensions a lot. Mm, interesting. Um, so yeah, it's just yeah, I, I I don't know why this is happening at all. Like, I thought Ghost of Tsushima was all right. I thought the story was okay for the most part. I don't really think it 
it hardly even warrants a, a sequel to the game, much less a movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like a good story. It was whatever, but you know, it's just not one that, like, to me, I would rather have. I think we still might get it. Another Ghost of Tsushima game over a movie that's going to tell the same story. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Weird thing to me, overall. And then again, we don't... I mean... We don't get big samurai films anymore. So, on the other hand, I kind of want one of those, but I don't think this is going to be what I want. Yeah. I think out of all the... The PlayStation Productions projects of making movies and TV shows. This one's the one that I'm kind of the least interested in overall. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's The Last of Us show. Uh, there's a Twisted Metal show, which is fucking weird, but <laughs> I want to see what that is. There's this oh, Uncharted movie, which I think is probably going to be pretty bad based off of how Tom Holland's been talking about it recently. Wait, but I'm still curious about it. Good. There's a twisted metal show happening? Yeah. Is it animated? Is no, it an animated? Oh. I don't think so. God, they cannot do that live action. What the fuck are they doing? That would See, I would watch a twisted metal cartoon. That would be like the, that would be the shit for me, but I don't know how they're going to do that live action. Yeah. Uh, this is from February 22nd, 2021. Twisted Metal series from Deadpool Writers is in the work at Sony Pictures TV. Will Arnett is Project. Sweet Tooth? Yeah. Yep. What? <laughs> yeah, and it is live action. God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like... I feel like this is going to be really bad, but I'm like way more fascinated to see this than a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Damn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just keep with uh, kind of bad news. I, I, I'm not going to say the Ghost of Tsushima movie happening is bad news, but uh, this next one certainly is. Um, Sony is shutting down old PlayStation stores. For the PlayStation 3, the Vita, PSP, you won't be able to buy anything from those stores starting, oh, let's see, PS3 and PSP are going to stop selling stuff July 2nd, and then the Vita Vita store is dead on August 27th. Yeah, now, I just want to say that Sony has not officially announced this yet. This is yeah. all based all off from a of report. different reports. From the gamer, is, yes. which is basing off, of. right? Uh, but I think this just overall sucks. Yeah, it sucks, but it. I I believe this. I I I believe this is happening. Like oh, I, yeah. I can I can I can believe it. It's it. It does seem like a thing that they would do. Yes, it does, and. Yeah, it just, it's, uh, like, I guess the biggest thing to me is, is how will players still be able to access any digital purchases they made, and can they still download them? 
Mm-hmm. That's the biggest critical piece of this because if they shut down the store for PS3, for example, um, and I can't access any of the digital games that I bought anymore, if I want to download them, fuck that. That sucks. And that's like the digital future that uh, we all don't really, that we don't want, that could totally fucking happen. And so I think think that is a total bummer. And and it's to me it's like it's Sony. I could see it go either way because they've kind of shown that they don't really give a flying fuck about legacy titles like and keeping those stores open. Whereas Xbox, kudos to them, have figured out a way to kind of fold everything into one store like you can go buy 360 games on a series x you know and then even some original xbox games and and they're going to keep going that way because they want you to still have access to the purchases that you made digitally where sony's kind of sectioned things off a lot more it just it's a bummer um and the Vita is kind of fascinating to me, too. I know the Vita wasn't overly successful, but there's still a player base there, for sure, that is still buying games. Yeah, And, that's... and there's still games coming out for the thing every once in a while, too. So, just weird. Yeah, and I, overall. I, I find the Vita to be a great place to play PS1 games. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It, like, there, there are a whole bunch of PS1 games that you can play on your Vita, and, like, that is... That is kind of the place where I, if I want to go back and play PS1 games, that's where I do it. Where would I do it now? I'm not subscribing to PS Now. I think some yeah. of those games went there eventually, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just don't know. Like, what what am I going to do now? Am I just am I just going to go do some emulation? <laughs> like, what? How else are how else are people going to get these games? Like. You can't, like, it's just going, not, not that I'm saying it's wrong, but I, I feel like now the only solution to, A, if you want to buy a digital Vita game or if you want to play play these games that you can't find physically, like, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to steal them. Yeah, like, if, I mean, that's, that's not ideal, but if there is no way to get those games uh, in a, in a, you know, a great, a great way at all. And yeah, that, that is a way to do it for mm-hmm. sure. And yeah, it's just, it is a, it is a bummer. I mean, I can, I can understand on PS3 and PSP, maybe shutting down those stores, but you gotta make those purchases still accessible for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how many people are still buying digital games on those stores? I don't know. Uh, dude, I, I, f- I feel like it's got to be pretty little, but I could be wrong on that. When I was done playing Ratchet the other night, I was curious. I'm like, I'm going to open up the store on PS3. Dude, mm-hmm. it took 10 minutes to open up. Like, it is so slow and clunky, and installing anything digitally on a PS3 sucks ass. Um, but it's still something that... You know, I did buy some digital PS3 games that I don't have installed currently, and I'm like, well, I guess I probably should go fucking install them. It'll take me all day to do, but 
you know, I still want to have those those purchases. Yeah, um, I'll just just sucks. Wait, I I forget. Did the PS3 support external hard drives at all? No. Shit. So you can't even just like, all right, I'm gonna download and install all this to a hard drive and just keep. That's no. where all of my PlayStation games live. Yeah, not not to my knowledge. Oh god. No. But one, I mean, to me, with my PS3, I'm a lot more physical on that platform because that was kind of the last generation that you could basically pop a disc in the console and start playing it. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't really have to install much a lot of times. So, but there, yeah, but I still have some digital stuff that I, I know I made. Like I bought some PS1 games on there and some other things. Yeah, it just it just sucks. But Sony has not said anything about this, mm-hmm. and I feel like their silence does say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And in my hope, and I guess it kind of links to maybe the next article a little bit, is that they figure something out. If they say, "Hey, we're shutting down these stores, but you can still access them." Then, then I could f- access your purchases. You know, I'd feel a little bit okay about it. Maybe, and I say this maybe yeah. with just the, it's the smallest percent chance they have figured out a way to do some emulation on PS4, or PS5, and you could play those games that way. They did patent yes. something to add trophies to old emulated games. Not that I think there's a direct link there, but they're obviously thinking of something if they're patent. Thing, something. Mm-hmm. Yes, let me play Gran Turismo 2 with trophies. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Why not? Oh man. Imagine, mm, yeah. You know, that I I don't I don't know why they haven't done it. I don't know why they haven't done it. It's it's right there. Like yeah. It, it's like put one of those PlayStation emulators on the on your PlayStation 5 and fucking just rake in the cash from all these people buying Twisted Metal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of the backwards compatible stuff, like when Nintendo put, um, you know, old NES, SNES games, all that stuff on the Wii and Wii U, like they were running emulators with their own games. Mm-hmm. Microsoft figured out how to basically use emulators to do backwards compatibility. It's like... Yeah. Sony's really got to step this stuff up, and they might not think it's important. Clearly, the dude at the top, Jim Ryan, doesn't think it's important based off things he said, but it just sucks, you know, to not have a legacy. And I hope, at least from PS4 on, that legacy will still stay there. And, you know, when the next console comes out, I can still download PS4 games, but you cannot tell me there is no way that they can get this stuff figured out especially on a PlayStation 5 with with the hardware that's in that platform like mm-hmm. fuck yeah it's just you're telling me this console is so fucking powerful but you can't run like a little little PlayStation emulator that I could run off a of fucking Raspberry Pi yeah exactly it just it does suck and to me PlayStation now is not the answer right now either because you can't download PS3 games and and yeah I think the only games you can download is PS4 games like until you can download them like Xbox Game Pass it's not the answer it's just not yeah. and maybe they'll go that way 
sometime in, in the future. It remains to be seen, but yeah, I just think it's overall, overall a bummer. I just hope that if they shut this stuff down, they have a good solution for it. Yeah. So. All right, we got two uh, things to go here uh, real quick. Uh, Akumi Nakamura is opening up an indie studio. Uh, she left Bethesda, was that last year or the year before? Oh, I think what is it might have been the year before. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, I want to say, I want to say like months after announcing Ghostwire mm-hmm. Tokyo, she left. Uh, and yeah, uh, she's she's doing an indie studio. Who who knows what that's gonna what that's gonna be? Yeah. Yes, yeah, she. So they announced Ghostwire Tokyo at E3 2019, and she left in September. Yeah. So yeah, she left weird. for health reasons. Um, but yeah, she started her own studio. So I'm curious to see what it will will come of that. Um, so she says she wants to make a, a game full of dark jokes, mm. like Deadpool. Mm. Okay, <laughs> sure. Why not? That that could be interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's just cool to see her head up a, a new new studio. And I also think it's it's really cool what she said here, though. After leaving, Nakamura received over 2,000 messages on LinkedIn offering huh. studio visits and support. Huh. All right. Yeah, so, I guess we'll see, see what, what happens with that in a couple of years. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am confident, however... Saying that this shouldn't be happening, uh, Comic Con. <laughs> Comic Con <laughs> Special Edition, scheduled for Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> An in person Comic Con in San Diego. God, why? Why? Yeah. I mean, I know vac- vaccines are getting out there. And, like, there are going to be some restrictions lifting. But you're gonna fucking plunge us right back into it, aren't you? You're right. With Comic-Con. <laughs> like, fucking ease yourself into it. God damn, but... <laughs> How many fucking people go to Comic-Con? I, what are the numbers on that? I, I mean, oh, it's like... And they're... There isn't going to be any social distancing. Like, if if it's just... Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Just, be, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because something is legal or, like... You, just because you're allowed to do something doesn't, doesn't mean that you should fucking do it. Like, I get it. It's been a while since Comic-Con happened. This pandemic fucking sucks. But, like... Just wait. Just wait a little bit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And Thanksgiving weekend. That's that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a choice for sure. Like. Uh, yeah, because that's already kind of a crazy weekend. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
I mean, all right. So Tyler, you have a choice to um, to go go to a Comic Con super spreader event or uh, have Thanksgiving dinner with uh, anti vax extended family. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's what's the good. You could what's also do there? neither of those. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the answer. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. This is fucking. It's and weird. I, ima- I, I imagine Comic Con is not going to be the only, only event to try this. It's, yeah, yeah. People just can't fucking can't hold. Can't, no one has any patience anymore. That that no. that's what I'm trying to say. And that's, I don't know. That's been pretty clear with some of these states, basically completely lifting their restrictions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, this whole thing has sucked over the past year with restrictions. Uh, Things do look encouraging. Uh, So I totally, I'm I'm like, like if there doesn't have to be restrictions, I don't want restrictions. Like, I totally get it. But like, can we just give it some time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like get way more people vaccinated before we start rolling these things back? Uh, That's the part that I don't understand. But yeah, some people just want to rush into it and we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know, come November. I just think it's, to me, any event like this, trying to have it in person, I just feel planning for that is just maybe not the smartest thing because you just do not fucking know. And even with things you know, getting better and more vaccinations every day and all that stuff. We just don't know. And I just feel like this year is, is another kind of wash and you should probably plan on a digital event. But I, I don't know, man. I, I'd be curious to see how many people go to this or how many people are allowed to go to it. Because Comic-Con's like a crazy fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. And those uh, those shows are just assess pool of germs so yeah i don't know man we'll we'll see but it's a weird thing to me yeah i mean there's a time to rip the band-aid off that time isn't like when you've just freshly dressed the wound (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, oh man all right well (laughs) god damn like i'm not even eligible for a vaccine yet like (laughs) i can't I'm confused because uh, our president sent out an email saying that we're eligible for it. But every time I look on the PA website, it says that I'm not. So yeah, we're really still in like the very first phase of vaccinations right now. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fucking medical professionals and the people that are high risk. Like th- mm-hmm. that's it. That, yeah. That's who's getting vaccinated now. Like, that's not the general population. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I was kind of, like, he was basically saying, like, uh, you know, because construction is labeled essential work, that we can get it. But I'm like, that's what that's, are you saying, though? Because every time did I you look... Read, did you read the chart? <laughs> I know. And, and, and when I look into it, that's what I'm saying, is that, you know, we're, it, that's a later phase, so... I don't know. I really hope, uh, you know, the whole, you know, it'll pretty much be widely available by May. 
is true. Yeah. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, I definitely yeah. want it. <clears throat> ah, all right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to, uh, to end this podcast. If 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 y'all are eligible to get your vaccine, go get it. Just just do it. Yep. Just pull up your sleeve, get the yeah. shot, and fucking move on with yeah. your life. But I don't know what the right choice is, Frank. There might be a chip in there or something. Or you know, I heard I heard people are feeling a little sore. The day oh, like, after, like 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 after like a lot of other hmm. shots that yeah. you get, like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit yeah, that those has are, been proven to work. <laughs> like those are some things I've I literally heard. Like, oh yeah, some people are feeling sore like a day after. I'm like, who gives a fuck if you feel sore? Like, sorry. Like, I would rather feel sore for one day than not get COVID. Like, <laughs> are you yeah. stupid? Uh, yeah, that that's, that just makes me laugh. Honestly. It mm-hmm. just really does when I hear that shit. Uh, just get the vaccine. Come on. Yeah, please, please do not be as a, a stupid selfish jerk for lack of better words don't don't do that uh <laughs> ah, all right we're gonna end this show and to do that i have to tell you a few different things one way is v- how to contact us and that is through email at playstation report podcast at gmail.com uh i haven't really been on our twitter very much i, I should probably go check that since I'm the only one who's on social media right now. Uh, I'm on Instagram. That's, that's okay. it, though. All right. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go check that Twitter, finally. Uh, hopefully there aren't angry messages about how I haven't been paying attention. Uh, but that is PS Report Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at The Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged on Vids. From what I understand, yet, y'all haven't been doing too many vids. No, not too much. Yeah. Don't have the time. Uh, hopefully we'll find time soon enough to uh, do more and uh, play more video games. I, I we'll, we'll play video games. We'll find mm-hmm. time for that um, between watching races. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, until next week, uh, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Oh, yeah.